It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bonners. G'day, Bushy here. And this is episode 14, Bushy, of the 8 for 52 podcast. Episode 14, my friend. Yeah, coming along nicely, heading towards Christmas. Beautiful numbers through the roof. DMS on Instagram, of course. Everyone, we've got a few... You know, if you want to come through on Instagram this week, off the back of my comments last week, which has been very good, or you can email us, of course, at, what's the email address? Podcast852 at iCloud.com. And haven't we got another ripper of an episode in front of us, Bushy? Absolutely. But my favourite part of the week, I've got lots of favourite parts of the podcast, but one of them is... uh, Going around the world, going around the globe, the 8 for 52 podcast. Where are we this week, Bushy? Well, I want to talk about where we're number one and where we're not number one. All right. And firstly, earlier... And in an earlier podcast, I mentioned that we were number one in Bhutan. Yeah, which I'm very proud of. And now we're not. Come again? We've been rolled by your mates, the gorillas. Oh, no, not them. Yep. To lose to anyone. Yeah. I don't want to lose to the gorillas. We'll come back. Yeah. So we're number two this week in Bhutan. Absolutely. Right. So the goal this week, our Bhutanese friends, you tell your friends out there how good this podcast is. We'll be back at number one. Yeah. All the friends in Timpu. Yeah, Timpu. Uh, but I did want to point out somewhere we are number one. Okay. Taiwan. Taiwan? Yeah. Really? No joke. Chinese Taipei. Yeah. Fantastic. Number one cricket podcast in Taiwan. Who oh. saw that coming? To all our friends in Taiwan, welcome to the 8 for 52 podcast. We hope you're really enjoying it. It's absolutely fantastic. Number one in Taiwan. Wow. Wasn't expecting that, Bushy. I'll tell you what, all our friends in Taiwan, I'll tell you what, we've got this week, we've got all last week's games covered in the outs and ins. The ins and outs, we've got no one-day Premier League this week as we're going to switch to the Premier Two-Day League, Bushy, with KCC and HKCC going head-to-head in the biannual two-day Fincher Shield at KCC, and we will have that all covered, Bushy. We will be covering that live. It will be on Cricket Hong Kong Facebook page. And it's possibly we're going to put it out on the KCC YouTube page as well. But Excellent. Well, yet so, to be confirmed. So that will kick off on, well, the first ball will be bowled 9.30 Hong Kong time Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm glad somebody told me this week because nobody told me last week there was an early start, but we've changed the start time this well, week. Well, I found out from uh, HKCC actually told me <laughs> when I was setting the uh, commentary roster. Well, I told Cricket Hong Kong because they didn't know. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, it is. It's at nine, originally scheduled for 10, but it is 9.30, so we will come on air. We're on Cricket Hong Kong Facebook and probably KCC YouTube at 9.30. It will run all day Saturday, all day Sunday, big two-day Fincher Shield absolutely fantastic the premier league one day will then be back the weekend after that will be all covered on cricket hong kong facebook as well so uh yeah tune in this weekend it should be absolutely fantastic we've only got the one saturday division one match and what is what's in sunday elite league bushy sunday elite division two has one match and also four big saturday div two clashes no sky plaza road this week because nobody's flying anywhere as we get towards christmas but definitely my favorite my favourite. Not as, yeah, your, your facetious favourite. My favourite, Bushy's birthdays, will be coming up later on in the podcast. And also, we have a very special guest this week. Know my story, but we will be talking to Mr. Ravi Nagdev, the Head of Cricket Operations of Cricket Hong Kong. You remember last week in the podcast, Bodders got a bit punchy. So this week, Bodders is going head-to-head with Ravi. I've had to recuse myself given that I'm actually the Premier League commentator. So these two are going to go head-to-head listening later in the podcast. And I'll tell you what, there's a nice little surprise for you within the podcast as well that mm, you'll hear later. That, telling you about. I'm not very excited you about did, you, did, you did come up in conversation. <laughs> no! no. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. Yeah, but we'll get on We'll get on with that later. This is the 8 for 52 podcast with Botters and Bushy. Is it time to get on with the show, Bushy? Yeah, let's do it. It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Botters. All right, outs and in seven games last weekend. No Sunday Division 1. In fact, Sunday Division 1 is out of action for a long time. In-house USRC clash on December 24 is the next one, actually. And then the next match after that is February 13. Of course, in the interim, very exciting. Premier League one day as a taking over, Bushy. Yep. Game 1 was last weekend. It was USRC Premier versus PACC Premier. 
at Tinkong Road Recreation Ground. I called that one. And if you remember last week in the podcast, Botters, yeah, you were calling the uh, Infidels game down here. Yep. And I was calling the Premier League game for Cricket Hong Kong over there. And yep. you said, oh, we got to go head-to-head in the ratings. Correct, correct, correct. All right. So I did the numbers. And your uh, Infidels game versus the Optimists, yep. 583 views. Very good. So far on, on KCC YouTube page. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got a bit over 15,000. On Cricket Hong Kong Facebook page. Correct. With a spread a little bit wider. Well, they do have 273,000 followers. Yeah, so I reckon if we did pro rata oh, pro per, rata. per capita to well, followers, actually, that I probably won that. You're actually right, because uh, KCC YouTube only has like 800 followers. Yeah, there you go. So well, You're still lost, anyway. Well, shot the lights go, out there. Go on. That's, that's fantastic. A, that's Outrated Bushy last week, that's fantastic. <laughs> but up at the game he was calling, the Premier League, we... Got underway with the Premier League and PACC batted first in an 83-run opening stand. Got them off to a great start before they lost Hafiz Khan for 35. Edisham, he went quickly afterwards. He went for 46, a well-made 46. Yasim came in in number three. He top-scored 70 off 62. Zishan, another national player, he also chipped in with 34. And PACC ended their 50 overs on 270. Kazanfa. Absolute standout with the ball. Ten overs, Bushy, six for 45. Yep, it was an abst- just brilliant to watch live. Gaz just was in the zone. But I need to point out two things in there. Yasim should have been stumped on 25. Oh, really? And got through to 70. And Zishan was dropped on 16. Ah, so potentially the one that got away, right? about 85 runs right there. Yeah, yeah. USRC turn and Shahid was Seif. Was the first man out for 40. They've got a good opening partnership as well. They were tracking along the yeah. the worm pretty well for a while. Wackers Khan came in at number four and managed 36, but no one else could really put meaningful runs on the board. And USRC were all out in the 45th over for 191, going down by 79. Now, in that bowling innings for PACC, there was a four for and a three for. Uh, so, Alas Khan, 10 overs, 4 for 36. Yasim got a 3 for. So, of 20 wickets that fell over the day, 13 fell to three people. Gaz, Anas Khan, and Yasim, the, obviously the national players, and rightly so. Uh, good solid win for the PACC up first. Who did we pick, Bodders? Yeah, we both tipped PACC in that one, and we got it right. But it sounds like it may have been one that got away from USRC, actually. So, uh Anyway, they get on the board with a victory first up. Then we go up the hill to uh, Hong Kong Cricket Club where LSW played HKCC. And if you remember, they played uh, the week before in the Sunday League Division 1. It was the rematch from that Sunday League Division 1 game a week earlier where HKCC ran out easy winners. Well, I'll tell you what, it was even easier this time. LSW won the toss and batted and they were all out for just 92, lasting 32 overs. Highest score was... Dananjay Rao, actually, he came in at number eight and he scored 24 not out. Three wickets each to Jones and Mahmood dominated. Well, HKCC went past the score in only the 12th over and it was an early day for everyone. Although LSW snagged Rath for a duck. I saw that while I was commentating. I went, oh, that was the first over. I'm like, oh, maybe LSW yeah, are in this, right? Yeah. Uh, then Martin Kutsia did what Martin Kutsia does. 53 <laughs> off just 27. And a 36 not out from Ninad Shah. It's a crushing victory to get the HKCC Premier team underway. Yeah, I mean, we both tipped HKCC, obviously, in that one. And that, um, you know, that doesn't bode well for the Premier League. LSW struggling at the moment. Absolutely fantastic club, but really struggling at the moment. Yeah, no SR. And I was talking on the weekend that at least two other really top Premier players for LSW were out, either out of the country or injured. Yeah. SR's injured. And on that game, Nezakat. He was injured as well. Didn't he, even play. He's out injured. I'm not sure what's going on there. And they still thrashed injured. them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, they're, 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 they're way too classy, HKCC, for, for LSW at this point in time. Off to Sunday Division 2, where there was a game, and it was down, as Bushy mentioned earlier, I commentated when I was available. Optimist from the HKCC played the Infidels. And it was the only game in Sunday Division 2 where they had to come all the way down the hill, the Optimist to KCC for what really was a must win for the Optimist. They batted first and it was tough going early with a pitch which I must say was inconsistent at times. Shiv Matur at three and Malvin Carr stuck it out and then they really capitalised on what I must say was some really erratic and inconsistent bowling from the Infidels. 
both hitting magnificent hundreds as part of a 199 partnership. Matur finished on 109, Malvin Carr 112, and they set the Infidels 319 to win. Well, I tell you what, Bushy, if the pitch was inconsistent early, by the time the afternoon came around, it was at times simply dangerous. Balls flying around is of a good length and then running along the ground the next. Infidels couldn't cope and at one stage were four for 21. Optimus bowlers were tremendous. A bit of rearguard action for the Infidels. Special call out to young under-15s player Will Walsh who stood his ground facing 58 balls. But even late innings half-centuries to Trevetti and Atik Iqbal couldn't get the Infidels close and they were all out for 243, going down by 76. A special shout-out for Akash Shah, I tell you, having commentated this, he was tremendous. He took four for 20 off his 10 overs. He was uh, just 11 runs off his last over. Now, Botters, I've got some inside scoop. Now, you see, we talked about the HKCC Premiers missing Nazakat, but also missing Shivmatha. Shivmatha played down here against the Optimist, and I have it. On some good authority, my source has told me that while Shiv played that game, he's still eligible for the Premier League team. This was a decision from HKCC to put him in because they knew perhaps that uh, that Premier League game was going to be, as it was, a big win for HKCC. So they moved him into the Optimists to tie up that win that they desperately needed. That's really smart, actually. It's a really smart play from uh, HKCC. Uh, not just from, forget the competition point of view, just think about it from the time in the middle from Shiv Matter point of view. And actually hang around for the uh, ra um, the Ravi interview because uh, we touch on this in a little bit and how we touch on how Premier League might actually be restructured across clubs. Oh, I'm really excited. Interesting, really interesting. Anyway, we'll move on to the batting leaderboard. Oh, just before we do, we both tipped the Infidels, Bushy. Yeah, well, well that's both no good, my friend. Shiv, Shiv has done me in. Batting leaderboard this week, uh, Jason Lloyd, Dragons 396 and 99, Mokan 300, Ben Zanol, he's in third. Special shout out for Atik Iqbal. I was going to say, I'm surprised he's not up there, but I heard tonight while you were recording the interview with Ravi that actually uh, Dusty... Ran him out for one, and that's why his uh, average isn't about 90. Well, it's 65, his average, and he scored 195 runs. The superstar bowler from the KCC Infidels and Premier League team, and he's fourth highest on the batting leaderboard, fantastic. which is fantastic. On the bowling leaderboard, Arthur Choi remains top with 12. Akash Shah, with his bag last weekend, goes to 10, and he's with Atif Fayaz from the LSW Knights. What's the table, Bushy? Right, here we go at the top. It is HKCC Wanderers, played 5-1-4. They've got nine points. With that big win over the Infidels, the Optimists move into second. Six points, three wins and two losses. The Sri Lankan club uh, Lions are in third. They've got two and two for their five points. The Infidels really, really wanted that win, but uh, they didn't get it, so they're sitting on four points. And then two teams... Stuck at the bottom on two points. It is Go Green Diamonds, Little So One Knights, and the CHK Dragons. Yeah, it looks like the Wanderers, uh, we're halfway through the season for most teams here. Ten, ten games being played. Um, Wanderers seem off and gone at the top. Can't guarantee them a spot in the grand final yet, but you probably can in all honesty. They're up on nine points. Infidels, yeah, Optimus needed that win bushy more than the Infidels did, right? Uh, Infidels lost. Of course they wanted to win. But uh, they're still right in the hunt. They've only played the four games. They've got a game in hand on the Optimus, and they've got a superior net run rate as well. I wonder, not only did we know Shiv can move between teams, but this new bloke they've got in from the UK this season, uh, Malvin Carr. Yeah. Yeah, he's being a bit of a superstar. He's, he is outstanding. He's a, a really great talent. He's from Birmingham, we understand. He's come across to a coaching contract with HKCC, and he's doing a fantastic job for them. Anything he plays in, uh, you've got to be... You've got to be worried if you're the opposition. He's going to score a lot of runs this season, that young man. It's fantastic to have him in cricket in Hong Kong. Let's move across to Saturday Division 1, where we had the Tartars playing the Sky Warriors. And, Bushy, you will remember this is one where I tipped against the Tartars. I was with the Sky Warriors, and you were with the Tartars. And the Tartars batted first, and only two of the 11 made it into double figures. Right, Taron Lungani, 58. Opening with Shah. Oh, he, he was opening. He didn't open with Shahi Samir, but Shahi Samir was the only one in the double figures. He got 27, batting at number nine. With the extras, Tata scrambled their way 
to 149. Just like the Tartars, only two players into double figures for the Sky Warriors. Nanit Shah, 17, and Manir Dar, 22. Neither could go on and get the 50, and they were all out for just 98. A good fighting victory for the team I picked, Tartars. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have won with that low score of 149, but they did enough, the Tartars, and all credit to them. Off up the hill where we're at the Gap Ramblers versus the USRC Lions, and Bushy, I tipped the USRC Lions, and I remember you gave me a lot of lot of stick for doing so, and you tipped the Gap Ramblers, and up there, what happened? The USRC Lions batted first, and opened a Sayed Muhammad Nayaz opened the batting. He batted the whole 35 overs, Bush, and he finished not out on 89. Mid-20s from Awas Muhammad, Hassan Karouf, and Fayed Hayat saw the Lions finish 6 for 206 after 35 overs, which is a very good total. Me and the rest of the world would expect Gap Ramblers to make a good fist of that chase. Easy. Jack Metters open with a 54. You think it's in the bag. Adrian Lee, 35. Mongstein, 25. But they fell just short. Finishing seven for 202 and going down by four runs. A huge win for the Lions and for their season. And I still look at that game. I was watching it all day on Saturday. I don't know how the Gap Ramblers lost. Because they got less runs than the USRC Lions. Okay, that, I need a bit more analysis. That's how cricket works. Because they had it all in They had it in hand. No, they didn't. And I've talked. I literally talked to Adrian Lee, who got 35. They're not sure how they lost. I will say that... A shout-out to Addy Lee. He got 35. He pulled a hammy halfway through that and was going the Maxwell. Oh, good boy. He good was boy. Just, just Fighting stand, hard for his team. Just standing there and a bit of wrist work, but apparently it wasn't as good as Maxwell. So it's either Bushy can just bring undone favourites with a tip or Botters can get the unlikelies across the line, one or the other. We're not sure. We'll figure that out as the season goes on. Let's move on to the batting leaderboard. Anka Vashishtar from the... Yotters, he's top with 225 at 75. Samad Khan hanging in there. He's second, 196 at 39.2. Pranav Shah from the Sky Warriors, 183 at 36.6. Bowler leaderboard Sky Warriors pair of Haras Muhammad and Devendra Singh. They've got 10 each. Then we've got three bowlers on nine. Dash Vora and Mustafa Iqbal from KCC, as well as Shilton J. De Cruz from the Yotters. Well, Shelton played in the Premier League on the weekend. He plays everywhere, Shelton. And if he's and not he playing, he's umpiring. Yeah. He does everything. He does everything. Absolute legend. A little You're... bit Niaz Ali in him there. Yeah. And you love pronouncing his name. Oh, Shelton Jeda Cruz is fantastic, isn't it? What's the table, Bushy? Right, I, my gap ramblers that I picked but lost are still atop. They've got eight points, but now it's got really, really tight. We've got four teams on seven. It's the KCC Tartars, the USRC Lions, the Yotters, the Sky Warriors on five points. You've got the Nomads and Lama Cricket Club on four points. The Charlie Bears, two teams on three. It's the Punjab Lions and the Pakistan Association Cricket Club Rising Stars. And down the bottom, still on two points, it's the Crusaders and CCC Jinsung. Yeah, I tell you what, those USRC Lions after that win against the Gap Ramblers are very well placed. Just the four games on seven points versus Gap Ramblers have played six and on eight points. Yeah, and also if you have a look at that net run rate, the difference between the Gap Ramblers and Lions, very, very close. And also the Tartars, well above both. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really tied up there at the top. There's a real, I mean, six games in for some, four in for others. It's uh, really got the makings of a great season. On to Saturday Division 2, where there were a couple of games, Centaurs and HKU. We both tipped HKU Bushy, and they were first out to bat out at GDB, and there were runs galore. Pandal, Pandu Wawala. He top scored with 63 off just 40. Combined with a 45 from Ashwin Dukania. He tipped in with, yeah, he was 45. That's correct. And another three of the top four got into the 20. Saw HKU amass eight for 246 off their 35 overs. Yeah, 247 to win. That was always likely to be too much for the Centaurs, which proved obviously to be correct. A couple of low 30s from Koralaja and Nasir Hamed. Had the Centaurs fighting, but to no avail. A good score of 9 for 199 off 35, but they fell short by 47. Yeah, we both tipped HKU there. They're going well, aren't they, this year in the Div 2? They really are. On to the next game, Lancers versus the LSW Leaders. This was at a PKVR Park. The leaders were first with the bat, and each of the top six got a start, but unfortunately for them, no one could capitalise. 22, the equal top score. That was the opener for Kerr and also Vivek Shah at four. Asad Ashfaq, he just seems to get a mention on the eight for 52 every week. He was the key bowler picking up five for 16. He got a Michelle. He did indeed. 
The Lancers lost Nair early, but Manan Puri and Panmade Bijur steadied the ship. Puri 25, Bijur 45 not out, and Asad Ashvak. Do we have to keep mentioning He's everywhere, he's everywhere. 24 not out, helping to get the Lancers across the easy line of 27th over, done. Yeah, both of us were on the Lancers there. Bushy, let's go for the batting leaderboard. Yaksan Rajan, HKU, he's still top 247 at 61. Tanmay Bajur from the Lancers, he jumps up into the top three. He's second, 216 at 72. Chris Ryan drops back to third. He's on 213 at 71. Special shout-out for Asad Ashfaq. Hot on the heels. In the batting leaderboard, he's fourth with 242. Speaking of Asad Ashfaq for the bowling leaderboard from the Lancers, he's now just a runaway leader with 17 wickets. Is there an award for this? This what are we in? Div two? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, he should win everything at the moment. Well, come the end of the season, he's in, he's right in line for it. He's taken 17 wickets, back on 12 wickets. We've got Vishnu, yeah, and also Saranga. Yeah, so there's two there equal. Yeah, but he's 17. He's a runaway leader. He's having a great season. He's an all-rounder. He's, it's all happening for him. What's the table, Bushy? Right, let's get into it. The uh, SEC Lancers played six, one five. They're looking good. Ten, right on their heels. HKU, we see they're looking good this year as well. Played six, four, one, and a nine points. So just one point behind. The HKCC Witherers join the USRC Tigers and Kai Tak on seven points. On six points, it's the LSW Leaders and Little Saiwan Thunder. Four points for the Suriyas, three points both for Laguna Gully and Centaur Cricket Club, uh, two points for KCC Saracens, and yet to get on the board, CCC Hung Si. I'll tell you what, this Sunday Div 2 table, it's starting to be a bit of a breakaway. You've got from upwards from fifth, you've got Kai Tak, USOC Tigers, Witherers, HKU, Lancers, all only lost one game. So they're starting to break away from the rest of the field with a big promotion available for them. Now, Botters, yeah, I just want to say something. Sure. We're missing something from the outs and ins. There was a game played on Friday, November 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masters game, Friday Masters League. People really want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, not, not only not only was it a Friday Masters League game, 12th man, yeah. 18 overs in the field. I did all right, I reckon. You spent... What, two grand on the equipment? No, no, I bought that after the game. Oh, okay, you bought it after the game. I, I didn't have, I, I literally brought my kids' uh, kit here in case we were short, but I was 12th man for the KCC Knights. But you had 18 overs out there filming? Yep. Did you make a few stops? I made, I, there was no four scored against my fielding. I uh, stopped two on the boundary, and I did a nice half volley pickup. Everyone went clap, 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 clap. Not bad for a 49-year-old, well, 48 and... 364 days at that point. Bushy, Bushy, we're not bringing Friday Masters League scores into the Well, it depends. If podcast, I score, right? we are. If I don't, well, that'll be the last time we mention all it. All right, well, I mean, you are the production guy at the end of the day, <laughs> so you're going to be able to cut it in or cut it out, whatever you want. Anyway, that's it for Outs and Ends. It'll be back next week. It's time for Ends and Outs. With all the weekend senior games covered, Here's Butters. All right, ins and outs. Big ins and outs this week. We've got the uh, Premier Two-Day League. We'll kick off with that one. This year, it's the Fincher Shield down at Kowloon Cricket Club. Of course, up against the arch-rivals Hong Kong Cricket Club. Bushy, two-day game. We're going to be broadcasting this, of course. Kicking off Saturday at 9.30 in the morning. You'll be on air before that, out in the toss, doing the middle, doing all everything happening out there in the middle beforehand. And then it'll be a big two-day Game of cricket, who are you tipping? Well, first off, I just want to say Teddy Fincher, which is the Shield name, he's done a cricket store in the 1950s, just down the road here at, uh, oh, where at KCC, just down the road in uh, Salisbury Road in oh. the 1950s. That's so cool. He was an amazing, amazing man, basically rebuilt Kowloon Cricket Club at the back of the Second World War and had his own sports shop and uh, just tremendous that, you know, the tradition is continuing, I think. So uh, who are you going to tip, mate? Uh, on all of the back of that, uh, yeah. picking Hong Kong Cricket Club. Yeah, I can understand that. And I think just with the strength, you know, we haven't seen the squads as yet, but the strength of that batting lineup in a two-day game, I don't, after watching the pitch last weekend... I just really hope, all I hope is it plays better than it did last weekend. Well, it'll be a one-day game, right? Yeah, it could be. It was actually, it was dangerous at points last week. It really was. And it was just, the new clay and it just spat up and it was just spitting off the wicket up and slow and then other times quick, just totally inconsistent. 
on that basis, on that basis, I'm going to tip KCC purely from the bowling side of a T-kick bow and Jay Davison. Purely on that basis. So I, I do it with no confidence. I don't know if Nazucket is. I don't know if Nazucket is uh, is playing or not. I know he was injured last weekend. If I could guarantee he was playing, that might change my selection. But uh, I'm, I'm going to. I'll, I'll go with KCC without confidence. Without confidence. Now it's going to be a great two-day game. We're going to both call it. You're calling on Saturday. I'm calling Saturday and Sunday. So if you're watching, watch online. Cricket Hong Kong. Uh, Facebook page. Also, KCC members are welcome to come down. We've got a little bit of a beer tent going on as well. Yeah, it'll be good. Get down to the ground. It's a really good two days of cricket. The weather report is absolutely fantastic. That's the Premier League for this weekend for Sunday League Division 2. There is a match up at Mission Road on Sunday. The Cricket Hong Kong Dragons up against the LSW Knights. Bushy. Leaders. Sorry, where are we? Mission Road. Division 2. Saturday. Dragons. Dragons yeah. versus the okay. North. I'm looking at my screen. Right. I am going on the back of my interview with Jason Loy with the Dragons. They're going to get their first two points on the board. I'm actually going for the Dragons with confidence in this one. I think they'll win that up there. I really do. I think they will. And uh, it'll be fantastic to get a win on the board. And they will do that up there. Uh, Saturday, Div 1. HKCC Nomads versus the Yodders. Tight game this one Yeah I'm always leaning towards the Home team So I will go Nomads Yeah I'm Nomads as well I really am on that one I think you know It's a bit of a clash There'll be no players out though I think Nomads will win that one Big weekend for Saturday Div 2 though Bushy We've got four games Four games And a couple of really big ones Amongst them Witherers versus Kaitak Up at PKVR It's really tough to call Yeah Um I will go Witherers. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. I am as well, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Kaitak got up. Uh, at the bottom of the table, that's top of the table. At the bottom of the table, we've got Hung Si versus the Saracens. This is one's out at Mission Road Saturday afternoon. Now, I just sent somebody a message because I think he's coming back into Hung Si for his first game in about three years, but he hasn't replied. If he's playing, my secret friend, I'm going to go for Hung Si. Yeah, all right. I'll go Saracens on that one. Saracens for me. Hung C for you about your secret friend. Find out about that next week. Leaders, the LSW leaders versus the Indy Club Shiraz out of Camp Tin, this one. Mm, Camp Tin. Sirius for Melon. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Anytime Sirius are out there at Camp Tin, I like to tip them. Laguna Gully, LSW Thunder. I don't know about this one. It's out of... GDB, right? Yeah, GDB Saturday afternoon, yeah. Ah, tough one. I'm going to go with Laguna Gully. Yeah, Thunder for mine on that one. I think Thunder will win that easy. I think you'll be wrong, and I think I'll be proven right next week. That's the end of the ins and outs for this week. Bushy. Hi, I am Babur Ayad. I'm a Hong Kong national player, and you are listening to 8 for 52 broadcast with Borders and Bushy. All right, now for listeners who didn't listen to episode 13, firstly, do yourself a favour and go back and have a listen. But for those that haven't, in last week's opener, we had a chat about the current structure of men's cricket in Hong Kong and whether it's the optimal structure for both the cricket's men's national team to continue to improve, as everyone wants them to see, everyone wants them to continue to improve, of course, but also the next generation coming behind them. Want them to continue to improve and put pressure on the current squad. We argued that from an independent observer point of view, the current structure just doesn't seem optimal and changes could be made to enhance the game. We also asked the question as to why the game draws no crowds in Hong Kong, especially the Premier League. And we didn't really see a significant concerted effort to promote it from a crowd perspective, specifically to attract families to attend. So there's a lot more detail back in episode 13, but at a high level that covers it. We've had some feedback to our comments during the week. And we reached out to Cricket Hong Kong to see if they wanted to come on the 8 for 52 podcast to discuss these and other matters. And I'm very pleased to say Mr. Ravi Nagdev, Cricket Hong Kong China's Head of Cricket Operations, is here with us to discuss these issues and many more. Welcome, Ravi, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Matt. 
Look, now we want to cover the ra- points we raised read the men's game, of course, but given you've been so kind enough to come along and join us, we also want to take the opportunity to discuss recent success of the women's team, which was just Great. tremendous at that quadrangular, and also some of the work Cricket Hong Kong, China have been doing in the community. But if we can start with the men's game, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Look, Ravi, just in trying to look at the game objectively, it's hard to see how having a Sunday league and a Premier League with effectively the same teams, with effectively the same players, is an optimal structure to continue the forward progress of the game. Um, so I'll just give you a little background uh, on how I got involved with uh, with Cricket Hong Kong because that's uh, what you're saying is something that a lot of thought has gone into it. Sure. Um, so I, I joined Cricket Hong Kong as participation manager. So more, one of my remits, main remits was domestic game as well as the development of the game locally uh, before I moved into a general manager's role and then I moved into the head of cricket operations. Yep. So one of the first things we looked at objectively into the into and and you are 100% right when I came my first thought was there's no difference with the way Premier League was being played and there was no difference to the way Sunday League was played. There yep. was actually absolutely no in terms of umpiring in terms of coverage nothing. So why do we need two levels? Um and there was a lot of thought going on that we probably should combine them and have raised the quality. Uh, but one of the reasons we stuck with it, and I think we've tried to evolve it, is we make sure the Premier League is now played when the Hong Kong players are in town. Yep. Now, just looking at it uh, directly is, uh, I mean, looking at the calendar next year, in 2024 itself, I see seven international tournaments the men are involved in. Yep. Seven, and each tournament is about 10 days. Which is fantastic, right? Which is, which is international which is exposure. Per- amazing. Yep. But there is no way you can have a uh, uh, you know, a competition or you can actually have more than, let's say, one and a half or two months even where the Hong Kong men's team are in season in Hong Kong. So therefore, to to expect the them to play a continuous September to April season is not a realistic target for the men's team. So then what? how do we change that format? So when we if we look at a two segments of Premier League, what we thought is that we can kind of squeeze in four weeks, four weeks or 50 overs, four weeks, in between this. Now, of course, there will be times they're playing Sunday cricket as well uh, when they're in down and that's that's fine. I think Sunday cricket needs a little uh, evolving. I think Sunday cricket needs a little bit of rethink. Uh, there are some thoughts, some ideas. You know, personally, this is just my personal opinion. Yep. Uh, you know, I do think Sunday cricket should go to a first 11, second 11 situation yep. where the national teams, when they come in, they're the best players. The best 11 is picked in the first 11 and all clubs kind of are moving towards that structure. And the second eleven plays in the the second eleven league, and when they move away, the best players from Div two or second eleven move up and create Meaning, a first eleven. So are you saying proposal using Cowling uh, Cricket Club as an example that infidels players could move up into the Templars yeah, depending on round, their performance doing this yeah. positive, positive. So so that be positive. Those again. Uh, however, we do have a structure. Uh, one thing with uh, you know how we define the leagues in Hong Kong. So what we looked at is. Uh, anything Premier League or above is domestic cricket. So the All-Stars we play at the Premier League is domestic cricket and everything below that is club cricket. Yeah. When it's club cricket, we want to kind of, it's the clubs who govern. They tell us what they want to play and we facilitate it for them. So we have a cricket committee which every club has a representative yep. that comes in and they pretty much have a say. We have a captain's meeting every year and they have a say. So we, we do, you know, it can be say as what balls you want to play, it can be what format you want to play. Uh, a debate on, uh, you know, Saturday Cup sh- or Sunday Cup should be T20 or 50 overs was all decided at these meetings. Oh, good. Okay. So it's it's it comes, you know, the 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 environment at club cricket needs to come in from uh, from the clubs itself, and we obviously give our ideas, but ultimately, as they decide, gets it approved at the cricket committee, which then is endorsed at the board. So just on the, you mentioned the scheduling, and I look, I totally agree yeah. with you. That scheduling is the most important thing. You've got to work around the international commitments. You've got to provide the best lead up to the players or those potential players yes. who are looking to get selected. So you've got these two four week windows, right? Yeah. And it's labelled Premier League and it's at a club level. So, right? so but why can't like you, this all stars concept that you mentioned before has been introduced and it's tremendous. It's a been it's yeah. fantastic, yeah. roaring success. Why can't that be expanded? To take over the Premier League title and play those those schedules those schedules as all stars. So the two two main reasons for that. Um, now I'll just before I move into that I'll just 
talk a little bit about Premier League. So how we try to expand it. So what we tried sure, to do please. with Premier League was obviously broadcast it. Uh, you know, we have contributors from 852 also. Yourself who commentates Absolutely. on it. And it's tremendous. Uh, so we try to do the PMOA. We want to build up what everything you said about getting more crowds in, got family publicity. I think that's one of the things that that we need to do and we need to improve on. And and one thing which I do want to say that, you know, your, I, I've been hearing all your post- podcasts uh, every week. Thank and you very much. It's great that, you know, Hong Kong cricket is getting the coverage. And we... Uh, we you know we are able to tell our stories out and i think we need to do a lot of it as well and why we cannot do that whatever challenges are we can speak about that a yeah. uh, uh, little later but uh, we we'll be the first to admit that we are trying to do probably more than whatever team size allows yeah, us to sure. do yeah sure understand and uh, but we want to do and i think that aspiration is there within the organization that we want to achieve we want to do more than what uh, maybe nsas or organizations with 100 people yeah yeah do yeah. we want to do that in yeah. uh, with our 22 people i mean i i give you one particular example which i'm very very proud of a lot of people come up to me and says we you know there's been a lot of international cricket in hong kong in the last 18 months uh, we have had uh, uh, three lies two men's tournaments one women's tournament we have had mli which is a major local international event which is the women's emerging asia cup we had a fair break you know including and which was which was absolutely tremendous so and we have had these many so we have a, a mega event a major local event and three local international events in and people say in 18 months and i said i had to rewind them it's not 18 months it started in march this year yeah, it's not even right. 9 months that's right and in between we also had uh, an awards function which i was very proud of because it had the biggest attendance we have ever had yep. uh, it was up a scale we also had all our local cricket going on we had two all star series men and women uh and a small fact that we also sent teams to the asian games and to world cup qualifiers men and women all during this time plus various tri series community cricket indoor cricket absolutely uh, brilliant all very positive w- very positive uh and there's a lot more happening in community wise i think a lot of uh, stories that we have we have we run university leagues you know i mean uh people who go to universities in hong kong hong kong u plays hkust which and they are official teams official cricket teams from these two of the top 25 universities in asia these two are in the top 2 in hong kong and we don't and it happens in hong kong they play competitive cricket they played at this ground at kalung cricket club but we don't tell that story well enough because we are yeah slightly and i think that's why we look at yourself your platforms and other people who provide coverage and well, you, well you know why we exist yeah. and that is to try to promote the game and we in Hong Kong as best stories. we can right? we want to be able to tell them and i think that's something which we take on board that we need to get better at yeah, sure. and how to tell let people know that all these and even premier league promotions you know fully take on board we should have started coming back we had three events and then the fourth event was premier league back to back no excuses but uh, we we uh, we we take on board we need to we need to get that and we will the passion is there the think, impact is there and we, the plans were there and that look the cricket hong kong china is doing so well in so many areas and tremendous we'll talk about the women's yeah. internationals soon and then some of the yeah. work you've been doing in the community which is tremendous just as we're wrapping up this chat on but i'll answer yeah. your question yeah. that the two reasons why premier league can also yeah. obviously now one thing which we want to get is more crowds in and yeah. what we do feel that how do we get especially at the, uh, at the two clubs the premier league has played at three venues right the only way to get crowds in and we have seen it in the finals we have seen it crowds built at hong kong cricket club at kowloon cricket club is when the clubs themselves are involved there's a home se- home team involved and that works when there's a club format um it doesn't work as well because when you when you have let's say a five team uh for lack of better word i'll call it a franchise format franchise all stars format all stars yeah. format that's the concept yeah. so then you because there's no infrastructure built towards it a club team a kcc has built in from under 11s to under 19s they have that following but none of them come and watch it, that's none of them come and watch but that's that's the that's the area. there's there's a platform to build on with franchise you need to you don't even you need to build create that platform so so i think there is more chances a uh, a more opportunity to build on it i we take the problem but the best way to get crowds in is try to build it through that platform where the premier side but that's all that's all we've been doing for 10 years and no one comes uh, my, uh, i come down here on the weekends and and no one comes i can't so, so i, I look at, no one comes. i look at premier league uh, essentially in the last 3 uh, years with covid 
that's where we started broadcasting and taking to the next level. Uh, we talk about following. We talk about overseas viewership. That's only happened in the last three years. Only three seasons. I oh, know. I oh, know. No, I've, been, I've been part of it, as you know. Exactly. And, 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 and I think it's tremendous and absolutely fantastic. And what and you've done in that space is is brilliant. And you're but taking the, the game out. The next thing is to get people in. And and we have seen. I've I remember seeing at least three Premier League games where we had, especially the, they were all finals, where we had crowds here, Look, where we had crowds at Hong Kong Cricket Club to come in and support the teams. The junior players came in and watched their home team compete. You know, and I think that probably needs more work and more coordinations between the clubs and Cricket Hong Kong to working together. And I think that's one of the things, the notes we made following your podcast is we need to work. How do we get that? May, why can't we have more stats, let's say reels on someone who's taken five wickets? It should be on social media. We have the platform. Let's put it, let's do a, a counter, a ticket counter. Let's work on who's the top run scorer in Premier League. You know, X needs... 20 more runs to overcome Y to be top. But, but and, and I look, sort of, again, yeah, all, exactly. all positive movements. But I think if I get what you're saying right, I think the position is that you need the clubs to get the supporters. I actually look at it the other way in that if you had the franchise, if you had the Kowloon Lions playing at KCC with a mixture of Bubba Hyatt, Nazaz Khan yeah. and Nazakat and then um, some under-19 nationals and then those national the players trying to get in the national squad and, and it was an event and there's an event here and there's an event at HKC and there's an event at Mission hmm. Road and it's promoted and at a, at a ground well I think that's more chance of bringing in crowds um, I think I think that's it's a conversation which I will definitely be having at the next cricket committee meeting I, I my opinion I think if it's a Kowloon Cricket Club versus Liu Saiwan or, or Kowloon Cricket Club versus Hong Kong Cricket Club or USRC I think that has an equal chance there is a fan base, I believe, or a, a following built in in these two rather than that franchise, which is a growing uh, a fan base. But again, I think, like I said, there's no... Well, it's good debate, right? It's a good debate. Yeah, it's a great debate. Absolutely. And, and we, but just, just on that, with the you mentioned a little side wine, right? Great club in Hong Kong, steeped in history. Yeah. Okay? At the moment, at a Premier League level... Not, not competitive. No, not at all. Okay. Not at we, all. We, saw, we saw, use the example last week, they had the Sunday League game against HKC Scorpions up at Mission Road. Flopped, right? Very next weekend, Premier League, even a worse flopping. Even worse That flopping. doesn't do any good for the likes of Martin Katsia, Nazaka, those guys. And it doesn't do any good for the LSW they, team. And it doesn't do any good for I the juniors what, coming through. What, so we... It, it, there's got to be something there. There, there, there. I think this conversation is 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 something which I've been also having a conversation with the high performance team. I want to have. I mean, for me also looking at uh, a young Shiv Mathur. Yeah. Probably you know a future star. Absolute star. Uh, uh, t- today's star. Today's star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for absolutely. A regular. Absolutely. Now to me, um, I don't. I don't know what you know. I can't speak on behalf of. But if I was uh, you know a supporter, I would want him to play bat in the top four in Premier League team. Yeah. He may not get that opportunity, Hong Kong Cricket Club, well, because of the this very strong batting lineup they have right now. That's what I mean. I made the comment last week. Kinshin Shah might not bat all season. Now he did bat last week. Yeah. He faced four balls. Yeah. So so four five balls. How do we balance? Is there a? However, Hong Kong Cricket Club may have a plan that, you know, can they they want to use Shiv in the T20 matches, but not in the one day? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just guessing. Yeah. No. Guessing. No. 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 I understand um, that. That how do we work? And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had, where maybe. Maybe would it serve him better to, for the one-day tournament, be on loan to a team like Lil Saiwan, so he gets to, with the condition that, you know, with the high performance of the men's head coach says, bat at number, f- he will bat at number four every game, irrespective of getting whatever runs, and I'm sure a club like Lil Saiwan or USRC will take that on immediately. So, but to bounce around, what a tremendous idea! So, so, but these these are conversations. Uh, you know, we are guided by a little bit of structure, but but definitely, I think before you mentioned that these conversations were being held as well. Um, again, I, and I think what it does, and you have to give us that that once we do have these conversations, we usually try to bring it. It takes us a season to bring it in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In, in into in no, play. I, I, obviously, there's logistic issues. Yeah, yes, there's, there's all of that. Absolutely, the second, can see that for the sure. Second. Uh, that's, that was the one challenge I said about the infrastructure. You know, then you have uniforms. Who takes on that? The coaching structure that each club has. Each club has a coach. Absal does the uniforms. There's no problem. You know, uh, for for all of the teams. But you know, it kind of it, 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 they they manage their own. They have their own sponsor. They 
they can they can have and the idea where we want to get into with premier league and we already do with the women's premier league is we don't have a league fees for that yeah so we want but that the clubs who are part of the premier structure they need to ensure that they have a full on junior to a senior program and a women's program and a full infrastructure there to warrant a place in the premier league and then hopefully that league is run through sponsorship broadcasting revenue uh, coming through and uh, and the clubs then can also hopefully raise sponsorship because yeah. of these revenues uh, and throw that back into their coaching to their infrastructure and to the development program that is the vision uh, i would say we are in that vision we are only 30% there okay okay women's we just premier league was one season only this is the second season that we are having yeah. uh, for the women's premier league and and the women's all stars as well and now, the right? women's all stars as well so so we that structures there i think it 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 needs a little time to to gel uh, we had usrc which was in the first two year seasons or three seasons struggling which now they are better side now we are seeing lil sawan going through probably the lowest in terms of comparative point yes at the at in the last 20 yeah. years uh again you know i you know speaking with them there's a conversations that we as organization need to have with them and say what is your future plans are you looking at it and if it's a short term thing that works yeah i mean if it's a short term uh uh is is there any uh, fix or any support that as cricket hong kong can provide to clubs you know to to solve this issue Wonderful. and but that, i think these are conversations that we probably need to have even more of and uh, don't don't get me wrong yeah. we're not being critical of little side what no uh, 100% trem- no, trem- I, know, i mean tremendous clubs steeped in history they'll come back right they'll come back no doubt about that they'll, they'll come back i know they they'll be champions just, in a, a few years yeah, yeah they're in a position right now yep the overriding point that we're making is is there a better way above that club level taking it away so you do take the best of that little side one and work it into another all-stars program. I like what you're suggesting using Shiv as an example as potential mm-hmm. drafting in to yeah. the club. That's we're not suggesting we're, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We're not suggesting we've got the perfect answer, right? No, not at all. No, exactly. We're bouncing around ideas, which is what you're doing here tonight exactly. to the and, table, and that's tremendous. And the, the second point which I said is also about the ground usage, right? I mean, yes, we can have Kowloon Lions and all, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, these are private club grounds, Hong Kong Cricket Club, Kowloon Cricket Club. There's nothing more important than having a Kowloon Cricket Club team playing at Kowloon Cricket Club and a Hong Kong Cricket Club team playing at Hong Kong Cricket Club. Um, I agree with that, but my, I, I would I would say I agree with that at a club level. Yeah. Okay. If the clubs don't give access to grounds for the good of the game, nope. as in if it is an All Stars, if that is decided, it is in the best interest of the game. Well, then you just take it all to Mission Road. Yeah. Yes. Take it away from the yeah. big clubs. Take uh, it on the road. I think I think uh, I'm I'm pretty sure whenever we have asked for the clubs they will they will or they've always been very supportive and I think they're part of the of of our structure so I don't think that's an issue but you know if we can have that's why when I say the club cricket goes until Sunday and then it we we said domestic and when this domestic cricket we say Premier League is uh, domestic level and above that it's a All Star which we try to raise it. The All Stars actually came into existence because of COVID, and we couldn't travel. Yeah, but I think it serves a great purpose now, where the coaches can look at it and divide teams because if they want to see a particular combination or they want to see this young bowler, let him bowl. He they want to see him bowl to Baba. He might be in the same club, but we want to see him competitively, and that's where the, it gives the value to the club. That's why. That's why we say the All Stars is just fantastic. It is. It oh. is. Yes. And, and but I tell you what, there's a big group of people here in Hong Kong. Yeah. Who want to see more All Stars? Great. Uh, that's. I want to see more All Stars. Do you remember that grand final, the All Stars yeah. out there, where we we're out there commentating? Yeah. Doing it? There was a beautiful crowd out there. Uh, exactly. A beautiful crowd out on the left-hand side of the ground. To be honest, uh, you know that's great to hear, and we, you know, the fact that there's expectation now from us. Yeah. There is, you know, there are people commenting about how cricket Hong Kong can get better. I think that to me is is one of the proud achievements that we have achieved in the last yeah. few years, where there are people who. Are asking us questions because maybe four or five years ago there wasn't that expectation of, well, of it was just happening. And well, we started this podcast up, you know, less than three months ago. Yeah. Now we're getting asked questions it's by brilliant. people. People brilliant. reaching out to us. So that, we're that sort of you're doing we're a sort of becoming well. a little yeah. bit of a voice yeah. for yeah. some of the yeah. public, right? That's as well. Superb. Um, look, I think we've probably done enough on the men's. Yes. And really, thank you for your openness and your yeah. transparency. And there, there is some good thinking going yeah. on behind the scenes, not exactly along the same lines as ours, which is fine, and that's all great. But uh, You know, there is room for improvement. I think we all know that. It's the key is to keep having discussions. You know, I mean, uh, 
like you said, you know, they, I was also of that opinion that why do we need to have these two divisions? But when we tried looking at it and playing around at what we can do and what we can't do with our resources, with the infrastructure we have, we tried running with it. And I think we have had reasonable success at the Premier League level. Now, we need to push it more and maybe it might evolve in a couple of years even into that. More yeah. into that. But, yeah. but I think we owe it itself to this particular structure to keep pushing, persevering it and try doing what we want to achieve. At the end, we want to see... I, I, I want to see a Premier League final with you know a few hundred people coming and watch. Yeah. Be it wherever ground you're Not only KCC, HKCC, but at Mission Road, Otingong Road. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's have there. We want hopefully to have one more ground which has uh, capability to host Premier League games in Hong Kong. So you can actually look at in that period maybe expand it to a six-team format where you can play three games a weekend. I don't know. Beautiful. It Beautiful. might happen that way as well. So let's see what the next... We, we don't know. Four years ago, I never... I, four years ago, I never thought I would be hosting uh, six, seven <laughs> international tournaments in a year. Of course. So, of course. Uh, yeah, it's and been brilliant. I've got to say on the broadcasting, I mean, well, there was a few technical issues up at HKCC, yeah. LSW on the weekend. But as a whole, what you've done in the broadcasting space, yeah. uh, be it Premier League and now what KCC themselves have done at yeah. the Sunday League level. Uh, but, you know, you look at that Mission Road, what Pakistan, USRC and what yeah. was put out there yeah. as far as the broadcast yeah. is concerned. That's as good as you see in associate cricket globally. Exactly. It's as good as you see. Exactly. And, our, and, and I, I watch a lot of associate cricket. And from we do. Level. And I would say our Hong Kong commentators are probably the best. Except for, Aaron, so except for Aaron Bush. Maybe Bushy. He's probably fourth or fifth best. Yeah, anyway. But, but <laughs> the rest of you guys we'll, are we'll brilliant. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get away from the men's. Sure. Let's yep. just get into the ladies for a minute. Just yeah. um, big tournament, quadrangular tournament held up at HKCC yeah. um, recently. And I just I just thought that was tremendous from a cricket quality perspective and an exposure perspective yeah. as well. Um, just like to get your views on that. I mean, Hong Kong, I didn't have them. Hong Kong, China, I didn't have them favourites to win it, I assure you, going in. So just like to hear a little bit your thoughts on that. But more importantly, probably, what's next on the agenda for the women? So, obviously, that particular tournament, you know, we it, it was a strategic uh, aim to play teams which are ranked above us. Yeah. Um, you know, we wanted to be able to, and so the head coach, Andy Cotton, wanted also to play opponents who are just above us in rankings. So... We, we show, you know, not only proof to the people, supporters of Hong Kong, but also to the team itself, can is able to see that what we can achieve if we are able to put in our top performances or able to, to play to our potential. And I think that's what the girls have done and they've made us all very proud. Um, uh, and also we wanted to move and try to play different opponents. You know, we did, that's why Tanzania was a... Uh, 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 a tremendous outside the Asia region, outside right? the Asia yeah. region, and again we would like hopefully to get a team from Europe as well who are ranked in that range as well. Hopefully in the coming years, what this in this, uh, uh, initiative that's provided by the Hong Kong government right now is enables us to host three such tournaments a year, and we look at hosting at least one men's and one women's series every year annually in Hong Kong, a T20I series, and the third tournament we will look at strategically. Uh, which team requires that additional support uh, or a different format support. That, that, that's fantastic. It, it can be uh, a one-day tournament for men or, you know, who knows, maybe a few years we are eligible for women's one-day yeah, World Cup, so we want to play. Or it might be under-19 tournament. Yeah. So so we have that flexibility with the thirds, but the, the key commitment that we want to make you know, and we've made that to the government is we want to host three such tournaments a year in which they have supported. And you've got the support from the government the to do that. Yeah. One, one women, one men, and one flexible. One flexible, on depending on what the requirements are. Oh, that's, of the that's year. tremendous news. And, that's uh, wonderful. and uh, so we are already talking about when we'll have the women's uh, tournament uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, in 2024, we will have, for 24, we will have two men's tournament. We'll have a one-day tournament and a T20I tournament. Um, is that is that the March? There's one in March, I think. One is that March one? and one, yep. uh, one uh, in Feb. But we are still looking at the... Well, one of the challenges that we do have when we look at these calendars is obviously we follow... Uh, our calendars uh, comes across after the ICC and ACC announce their tournaments. Yeah, yeah. And, and they and, change them all the time. And they change all the time. <laughs> so so it, it that makes it a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, we are, we are working very closely with them and we try to. And then the teams that are targeted also have to match like playing who uh, is obviously their availability as well what they want to do what we want to do and and what works to us that what will benefit our preparations for a T20 World Cup qualifier 
by who do we play T20 is against yeah. or do we play one day is against logistical nightmare to work it's uh, there are so many moving parts uh, you know and you, I'm, I'm sure you'll speak to the our both our men's women's or youth head coaches and they will say it's it's just almost impossible but somehow we get it done yeah. and that's probably why the conversations are always evolving now look at the women's uh, they'll be at at Perth oh in uh, Western Australia fair Western Australia. Australia yeah and uh, yeah, they'll be playing against uh, top sides over there you know I think really intensive working with different level of coaches Andy Cottam will probably be able to tell you more information how good is Andy Cottam going by the way as an aside uh, fantastic he's won the tournament that's yeah, great absolutely yeah, that's, uh, what a great start great start for yeah. him uh, I think it's uh, again what we do with our coaches both men's women is when they come in we throw them right to the deep end I think yeah. that's that essentially I think is every staff initiation you know, in cricket Hong Kong is you come in and you're right into get the on with it get on with yeah. it we have events team people joining and you're in the middle of an event and that's it Yeah. so that I think that's that's the best way to learn and you you find out you know what people are made of as well. Okay. So it, so he's been doing great. The key big tournament for both men and women next year and both will happen between that March, April, May period is the Asia Cup T20 qualifiers for women and men. And men. The women's uh, tentatively is Feb-March period. Uh, of course, uh, we'll know the exact dates I'm told will be, you know, will be announced uh, later this uh, early December. And once we have those dates, and the location, we will be able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, probably plan and strategize. Map out everything yeah, map around out. it. There's an Asia Cup uh, in July next year. Uh, top two teams in the Asia Cup qualifiers will play in the Asia Cup. So that's something which we aspire to reach. Um, again, the teams are Thailand, Nepal, Hong Kong, yeah. uh, UAE. To get through team. to the play against the Test Match Nations. The Test Match Nations. But the top four teams will play in the Emerging Asia Cup, which we did play last yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Which was held in Hong Kong. Um, there's also, uh, you know, there's talks of tours happening, a return tour happening to Tanzania. We play against different opponents uh, in in that uh, uh, in the African region. Yep, yep. Um, we also are invites. You know, there's conversations to go to Nepal to play a return series with them as well. Brilliant. Uh, and of course, we want to host a T20 tournament sometime in uh, October, November in Hong Kong as well. So it's a it's a again, and we're not talking about the other franchise events like the fair break and various other events which our uh, our girls will be playing in so forth very okay. very full calendar for the women yeah, Ravi is fantastic six, seven uh, you know international tours again for both men and women and that just and we're not even talking about the under 19 men and under 19 uh, girls so we are looking at next year to revive that and have an under 19 girls tour that'd as well be, that'd be fantastic so, well maybe we'll get you back in the new year and we can have a chat about the men's calendar for next year because yes. I know when we had Simon Willis on we spoke about that a yeah. little bit but we're still a bit up in the air on that. So we'll talk about that next year when that becomes a little bit more firm. Yep. Just probably going to need to wrap it up soon. I just wanted to, one other question I get asked, and so I wanted to ask you, because I don't know the answer to it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Has there been any progress, any meaningful progress on the proposed new mega sports park out at Whitehead, Maranshan, which is originally, we understand, going to include an international cricket field? It is. Uh, so we have seen, they have consulted us. Uh, there will be an international cricket ground there. The Maunshan Whitehead uh, Sports Park will have a full-size cricket ground and a full-size baseball ground yep. there. Uh, the designs, prelim designs, actually been done. Right. And we have consulted with, with us. We, they will also have eight uh, nets for practice facilities there as well. Right. Um, uh, however, uh, 2024 is when they look at doing some costings and Hopefully, get funding approval. Yep. With the aim of construction, I believe to begin in twenty five. Okay. Okay. So it's it's okay. still a few years away, but the fact is that uh, you know the government does recognize the need for a full international cricket ground, and that's one of the reasons why it's important for Hong Kong to continue to host mega events oh, in Hong Kong. Totally agree. You know, we I think that's probably was you know uh, we we Hong Kong hosts some great events. Yeah. And, and I think that's something which we are really working with the Hong Kong government and the Cricket Hong Kong that we want to host, you know, uh, a, a women's mega event and a men's mega event. And you keep keep showing, the demonstrate that you can hold those events. That just makes it easier for them to pump, pump exactly. money in and build that ground. It's, it's, I think Because then it'll get utilized. There's, there's, there's a demand for it. Yeah. I mean, there is a demand for it in Hong Kong. Uh, and it's a great destination. Everybody loves coming here. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we are compact, but... But people love coming here, and uh, you know uh, Hong Kong's we uh, we uh, we see with the rugby sevens, 
we know how to host event and we know how to have fun. Right? Absolutely right. Absolutely. And there's no better combination than that. Yep. Ravi Nagdev, thank you so much thank for joining you. us on the 8 for 52 podcast. It's yep. been an absolute pleasure. And as I said, we'll uh, look to get you back in the new year, maybe February time when uh, things are a little bit more certain on the calendar. Thank you. And I think what I would like to also add is, you know, there's some, you know, we, we cover high performance of domestic cricket and events, but there's a lot more with Cricket Hong Kong with our growth in schools, uh, you know, our community side. Uh, you know, we we recently... Well, so, yeah, what about this sports for inclusion thing, actually? Yeah, exactly. that was, that, what was that about? So so we had a, a, a indoor cricket event and we had people from the, you know, hearing impaired, uh, hearing community. We had visually impaired. We had special needs, uh, special education needs uh, participants. And they all played cricket. They all had fun. It was beautiful playing and... and you know, and that's what's the beauty of this beautiful sport is yeah. that it's it, it it is so adaptable mm. that it can be played by everyone. And I think it's it's one of those rare sports that fits well in Hong Kong because Hong Kong is a, a society which you know we have people of all ethnicities, all abilities, all age groups. You know, in that day we had participants from nine to sixty-seven playing together, having fun. Wow! And 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 I think you know those sort of stories again. Which when I said our stories, we. We need to tell that better. We need to show yeah, to the rest them. of Hong Kong tell that it's beautiful, right? That it's cricket is a sport; it can be played. I mean, we play here. We play at a great ground like Kowloon Cricket Club, but cricket is played in uh, football grounds. In mm. tape ball cricket is mm. played. It's played on beaches in Lama Island, mm. and and I think eventually we will be able to get all that and and showcase all of that cricket and and uh, yeah, I think we just keep working towards it until all of it, you know, uh, people. In Hong Kong, know that cricket is played anywhere and is for everyone. Ravi, that's a message. Ravi, thank okay. you so much for joining us and telling what's not the My Story episode. It's a feature interview episode, but you've told a little bit of your story and certainly the role that you're doing there. And look, you guys and ladies up there, everyone's doing a fantastic job. There's no doubt about that. We're going to keep challenging as the podcast as far Please as do. improvement is concerned. Um, you know, we think and things can be improved. We all know that things can be improved. That's what life's all about. And we just happy, keep moving in the right direction. Happy to come back or happy for members of my community team, my domestic team to come and have a chat and let's have these debates. Let's uh, let's have a debate on how do we improve Sunday League in uh, in Hong Kong. Absolutely. Let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. Cheers, Ravi. Appreciate Great. it. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And now, it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. A happy birthday to you all, Bushy. Here we go again, Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. What everyone tunes in for, whether in Council Bluffs or whether they're anywhere around the Book world, time. but especially in Hong Kong. Was it Timbu? Timbu. Timbu. And also Taiwan. In Taiwan. I can't believe we're going so well in Taiwan. There we go. I haven't even really targeted that market yet with the advertising. But Don't need to. Well. Big fans. They'll be really excited about this week's birthday. Yeah, Bush's as birthday a, bonanza. What do you got for us? As am I. There's this one. What is it? It's a nice left-hander, though. Just like me. Oh, Bowls yeah. just like me. Oh, here we go. Bats just like me. I know who this is. He bats nothing like you. He bowls <laughs> nothing like you. He's really, really good, and you're really, really bad. Right? Who is it, Bushy? Ah, uh, it's Yasim. You're starting, you're starting to flush. Yasim Mertazar from Pakistan Association Cricket Club. Bushy's man crush. He's turning 33 on Monday. Oh, that's beautiful. Yasim Mertazar, happy birthday, my friend. 4th of December. 33 years old, and what a tremendous job he's doing for the national team and oh, for his club team. Well, he got a 70 and a threefer. Yeah, he was doing it all right. And just cruising along. We love our Yasim. We love our Yasim. Could another one, Bushy. Oh, uh, what? What? A rogue birthday that's not on my list. Commentating on commentating on Saturday when I'll do a magnificent job with you under your instruction on Saturday. But Sunday, I'm unable to attend. Because it's one Mrs. Botfield's birthday on Sunday. Mrs. Bottas. And that rules me out for Sunday. Family before Fincher. Turning 27? Family before Fincher. Turning? 27. Yeah, but somewhere around that. Maybe 28, 29. Nah, but, uh, all women turn 27 and stop. They're always and 27 that's, that's for the, the rest of, of their life. Well, Happy birthday to Mrs. Bottas. She's an absolute legend. She's the one that told us to do a podcast. She is. It was her idea. Yeah. Absolutely, her idea. She said, boys, get out there and do yourself a podcast. And we did. And happy birthday to my beautiful. And I'll be having a lovely day. You won't hear me on commentary. But you will hear Bushy. And that's it for this week's Bushy's Birthday 
Bonanza. Happy birthday, Yasim and Mrs. Butters. Hi, I'm Michael Vaughan, and you're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast with Butters and Bushy. Bushy, episode 14. Sadly, from my perspective, coming to a conclusion. Yep, great episode, like usual. Love it. Was indeed. I tell you what, big games this weekend. The uh, Premier Two-Day League. Fincher Shield down at uh, KCC. Defending champions, they hold it. They hold that and the Hancock, so pressure on HKCC, who I've picked. Yeah, I mean, well, the batting, the batting is so strong, but I just think the bowling is a little bit weaker than Cowling Cricket Club. So that's why I went with Cowling Cricket Club. But yeah. it would surprise me if I'm the if I'm the wrong way around. It'll be the pitch, and we know it's a new pitch. Yeah, now though, it's going to be a brand new pitch, not the one that they played on last week, which is dodgy. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether the square is reflective of that pitch last week. Anyway, we'll only know Saturday, and it's we're all broadcast. It's on Cricket Hong Kong Facebook page. It's on KCC YouTube page. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. The YouTube page. Well. Anyway, it's definitely in. on Cricket Definitely on Facebook. And we'll be covering the whole thing. We'll have commentators coming in and out all day, Saturday, Sunday. We've got a whole lineup. Of- yeah, we've done a full roster. There's people coming in and out. It's going to be absolutely tremendous. And Yaz does money. Yeah, I know. I know. The yeah. new recruit for, for Cali Crew Club. Isn't that fantastic? She's going to come and have a chat on Sunday, I believe. So yeah. tune in for that one around lunchtime. No, that'll be awesome. Awesome. Interviewed Ravi Nugdev, of course, earlier in the episode. And that was a great chat. It really was. I uh, really enjoyed that. Of course, um, you know, we made some ideas. We put some ideas out there last week and extended the invitation to Cricket Hong Kong to Ravi to come across. And he kindly accepted. And it was, uh, it was a really great chat. And, you know, as you know, Ravi earlier put forward a lot of reasons, you know, a lot of the, lot of the hurdles that they face and a lot of the good things that they're doing. And... Uh, and they are. There's no dispute about that. But things still can be improved, and Ravi knows that as well. So, you know, Cricket Hong Kong continues on the upward trajectory, Bushy. Yep. Good interview. Love it. You two went head-to-head. You both had your opinions. But got a great interview in the end. Exactly. No, and he's, he's agreed to come back on in January and February as well when the men's schedule is more set for next year. You know, you will recall in the uh, in the interview about the... The commitments the government have made as far as financially to both the men's and women's game in Hong Kong, and we're going to have a lot of tournaments next year because of that, which is absolutely tremendous. And the new and the new ground. Well, yeah, coming probably starting construction 2025 is the plan, and that's not that very far away. So there's so much on the up for cricket in Hong Kong, and it's really, really good. And um, well, that probably brings us to the end, Bushy. Do we need to cover anything else? Is there anything else we need to cover? Well, not really. It was pretty good. I love it. I mean, you can also go back and listen to all the episodes, which I've noticed a lot of people are doing now. I'm watching the numbers. Well, I'm Bubba, another nerd. Bubba Hyatt interview. Is that a um, number one yet? Not yet, but only because it's only been out for a week. But it's getting there. It's, well, it's, it's getting right up the top. The top there, we've got Imran, Arif, and the first episode. Everyone tuned into the first episode with uh, Nazaka Khan. But he's getting there. It's uh, Between you going off... Like a like a firecracker. I did go off. I did, yeah. And Bubba Hyatt, that interview, uh, that episode, so 13 is going up and up and up. I'll tell so you go what. Go back and listen. A combination of me and Bubba Hyatt outrates a combination of you and your man crush, Yassim Mertiza. Well, I haven't interviewed Yassim yet, no, so we I'm, can't. I'm backing, I'm backing myself and Bubba every day of the week. Oh. And that's it this week for the 8 for 52 podcast. We'll be back with episode 15 next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye, Bushy. See ya. The 8 for 52 theme song is the coin toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Trip Ahead Limited. Copyright 2023.